Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're now joined by Jake Butt, former Michigan tight end, also a part of the Big Ten Network, has been uh, very much a part of what we, when we break down just games, conferences, schedules, et cetera, rivalries, but also the Jim Harbaugh story. Jake, first of all, congratulations on the Michigan national title for everybody that has been a part of that university this was something that everyone probably knew was going to happen but is it still kind of a tough 24 hours in ann arbor well i I don't really know i I don't i'm not i'm not in that camp where i thought that this was a foregone conclusion to be honest with you okay i don't understand i i do understand i do understand how that could be the thought process but i i i think that there was a much larger part of coach harbaugh that wanted to return to ann arbor and stay there than what some people assume i think there's a big piece of coach harbaugh that wanted to find a way to make it work um i also think obviously there's a there's a large piece of coach harbaugh that has the goal of being one of the very few coaches to win a college national championship and a Super Bowl, um, and that does play a factor. But I am not in the camp that you know Jim Harbaugh could not wait to get back to the NFL. I I I I just don't think that that's that's the full story here. Jake, you were there and saw the early parts uh, of Coach Harbaugh and what when he came in and what he was building and doing it. Uh, unconventionally, uh, especially because there were things that weren't done, like satellite camps and the way he recruited players and, and reached out to guys was probably different than most coaches did. Did you, where did you go? Like, do you think like, man, this guy's kind of wild? Like, what was the, the early impressions of him from you? Because he is, I mean, to put it mildly, kind of an odd duck. Yeah, I mean, of course, he's a he's a he's a one of one guy, he's a unique guy. That's that's what everybody has known and said for you know years and years and years now. Um, you know, my first impressions were, wow, you know, this is this is Coach Harbaugh, and I knew above all else that the the foundational principle is at Michigan. We had goals of competing for conference championships. We had goals of having conference-wide and national-level respect, um, and we were falling significantly short of that. We were 5-7 and seven the year before he got there in 2014. We were 5-7. and seven. We weren't even thinking about conference titles, national titles at that point. You know, we were so far away from it. So, it, you know, when you see all that stuff, I'm just trying to paint the picture from our, our shoes as players. When you see him doing satellite camps and, and you see him pushing the envelope a little bit, all that he was doing that at a time where you know we were, we 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 were looking at how much was demanded of coaches, and there's Coach Harbaugh doing more and doing more, and he knew he had to recruit in the South. How 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 is he going to recruit in the South? He knew he had to get creative, so there he is doing more and working hard, 
And I think, you know, for us, he would say, listen, more is more. You want to get better at football, you practice more football. It's going to be challenging. So I'm just painting the picture. We were a team that was five and seven and struggling. And the, the promise with Coach Harbaugh is if you trust in him and if you follow his lead, it'll lead to victory. It will lead to that respect. It will lead to, uh, you know, being competitive for conference championships and eventually compete for national titles. But our end of the bargain was to, uh, you know, follow Coach Harbaugh and to listen to him and, and do what he's suggesting we do. Um, so when he's demanding a lot of us, when he's out there doing these satellite camps and all this stuff, that's, a, that's an example of Coach Harbaugh walking the walk. He asks us to work harder and do more, and yet there he is working harder and doing more. So, Jake, obviously attention will turn to who the next guy will be to, to take over those those big shoes, especially right off a national championship. Sharon Moore seems the, the logical candidate after filling in during Harbaugh suspension, the amount of years he's been on staff there at Michigan. Is he a slam dunk layup, uh, you know, next hire to you? Or is there a little bit of, no, what, there might be some other options out there. How do you kind of see that? Yeah, I think the first thing is, is just the current state of college football, there's a premium on urgency. You can look at Alabama, for example. I think Kalen DeBoer was a slam dunk hire for Bama. And yet still, even though they turned that around quickly, they went from Saban to DeBoer very, very quickly. That roster was raided. Um, players transferred out. Um, quality players transferred out as well. Um, and, and that's the state of college football. So when you are going through a coaching transition, you have got to move fast, particularly at this time of the year, you know, uh, after the season's concluded. So with that in mind, you could do interviews and you could sit across the desk and ask candidates questions. But Sharon Moore, you can also just turn on the tape from the Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State game and say, man, the way this guy led our team on Saturday afternoon, that's the guy to, to lead our team going forward. Of course, the context of this is it was a game day suspension for Jim Harbaugh. So Jim Harbaugh was there. Sunday all the way till Saturday morning. He just wasn't in the building. Uh, he wasn't He wasn't with the team, uh, the Michigan Wolverine football team, on game days in the stadium. So, um, you know, that's the piece of it. But Jerome Moore, you know, almost has been, like, groomed to be the head coach. You know, Jim Harbaugh has kind of backed him, saying, hey, this guy, Jerome. I think Jim at one point even verbalized, vocally, outwardly verbalized, and said Jerome Moore is going to be a head coach one day. So for all those reasons, it just makes complete sense that the, the next move is to be Sharon Moore. He's got the support of the players. Of course, that's a factor in the transfer portal world as well. Um, the players on the roster are, are loyal to Sharon Moore. They, they feel some type of way about Sharon Moore. Um, the, the Alabama roster has no loyalty to Kalen DeBoer. They don't feel bad transferring out. They don't know the guy. Well, all the guys in Ann Arbor that are currently wearing the wing helmet know Sharon Moore in some form or fashion. They're loyal to him, which gives Michigan the best chance to keep their current roster in place as well. Well, and that was something that was brought up in our opening segment before we came to you, is that this does seem to be different than when DeBoer left, even Saban left, or in now this case, that the, the Michigan, you know, you hear about that you'd be a Michigan man. You hear about the, the, the university and how tight it is. Does that, along with more, pretty much seal up any cracks that could end up being a, a roster that's rated? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think it, it, it you know, it, it, it plays a significant factor for sure. It, it, it has to, right? It makes that, that's what, that makes the most sense 
uh, to me. And, and again, like you can go on Twitter and see like the, the current Michigan roster. There's players that are currently on the roster and players that uh, are, are soon to be drafted in next year's NFL draft that have come out and said, congratulations, Coach Harbaugh. Thanks for what you did. Now it's Sharon Moore's time. You know, so the players are speaking, uh, you know, on behalf of Sharon Moore. And there's a law what, you know, there's a law in Michigan. The job has to be posted for seven days. So that this has to legally be posted for seven days before a decision can get made. I think that's, you know, if that law, you know, weren't in place, I think we'd already be looking at uh, uh, Michigan head coach Sharon Moore. Do you think that, I mean, like obviously the goal of keeping the roster together is is a huge thing about Sharon Moore. Do you think there would be any real attrition, though, like uh, of big-name guys or just like a few here and there because, you know, everybody's got them? I mean, who, who, who what are the options, right? Like I, there's, 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 I've heard like Lance Leipold, I've heard Brian Kelly, you know, I, to me, I just think Sharon Moore makes more sense than even those names just because of what he's done this year. I also think, and this is a smaller thing, but, you know, when you coach the offensive line, that that's like a miniature football team in and of itself because a good offensive line isn't, it isn't, it's more about the unity, the, the sum are greater than the parts. So to be a good offensive line coach, you're going to take five, six, seven, eight individuals and gel them together to form one offensive line, one unit. That's your goal as a head coach is you're taking 100 individuals and you're forming one team. Um, you know, you also look at his trajectory, tight end coach to O-line coach to co-OC to full-time OC to game day head coach on a number of occasions this year. Like the, the, the trajectory has been as clear as day for where Sharon Moore is going. So uh, for all these reasons, it's like, hey, it just makes sense to me. I would be very surprised if uh, after this seven-day period comes, if Sharon Moore isn't the head coach. I even think right now I'm hearing that Michigan is pushing to try to find a way around that to see if there's there's some legal wording they can use to pass that seven-day waiting period so Sharon Moore can be the head coach right now. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of that, uh, I guess, red tape type of thing to make sure that everything goes according to plan. Jake, it's obvious uh, the push was to get what Harbaugh did and what Michigan is right now. They are the defending and the current national champions. If Moore is hired, and it appears as if he will be, will that standard, will there be a buffer period, uh, a mulligan period for him? Um, I think there, 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 there should be, but I, it's not for the reasons that it's, it's Jim Harbaugh to a new head coach. I think the buffer period is because your Michigan's going to set a record this year. They're going to have the most players selected by any single team in one NFL draft in the history of the NFL draft. That's how loaded this roster was, and that's how many guys they're going to be replacing um, that are going to be drafted in at the end of April. Um, then you look at the schedule next year. Michigan's schedule is brutal. They play Texas out of conference. And, of course, you got Ohio State. you got Michigan State. you got, you know, USC. you got all the four new teams coming in. Michigan's going to have one of the toughest schedules in college football next year. So that's another piece of it. So you're losing a bunch of talent. you got an extremely tough schedule. You're going through a, a, a coaching change. Uh, they'll probably have to replace their defensive coordinator because it sounds like Jesse Minter is going to follow Jim to the Chargers. I mean, that's a lot to replace to expect, 
you know, for Sharon Moore, his first time as a head coach, he's just going to have them competing for national titles right away. I won't doubt him. I don't think it's impossible, but I do think, you know, because of those reasons, it may take some time. Jake, thank you very much for your time. Anytime we've been able to get you on, it's great. You're really good and a great segment when it comes to the Big Ten and, of course, Michigan, too. Jake Butt, Big Ten Network, former Michigan tight end with us on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.